Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. Blake. Doing the damn thing. WWA. Woo. A little bit razzled. Just uh, calling that out. Um, don't want to seem too aggy too early. But my niceness is depleting. So just a heads up for those that care about that part but um my opinion i feel is shifting so with all of that says open up the show snhu arena manchester what was it a raw smackdown super show i mean it's been a long time since we got one of them but all in all huh, I, I i like how you know they you know it's like you're recording a couple days in advance so we're doing a Veterans Day episode of Raw where underneath the auspice that is Veterans Day. So, yeah, but it did give away a couple of spoilers to the SmackDown taping that was coming directly after the Raw taping. Either way, I mean, good stuff. Open the show with the man, Becky Lynch. Raw Women's Champion uh, came out and, and, you know, she she did good. You know, it was... Right now, she's she's on top of her game, in my opinion. I think Becky's doing exactly what she needs to do as a superstar at the top of the roster. I mean, pretty much at the top of the company. Uh, a lot of respect uh, from the WWE Universe. I mean, I always knew Becky was it. You know what I mean? Well, I knew she had an it factor, you know, and it's good to see that she's really taking advantage of it. I cannot recall why they said Natty was not in this tag team, well, women's tag team championship match. But it's okay, maybe down the line. I think she has some kind of just obligations. If I hope everything's cool with Natty. That's pretty much that. Um, so now we're putting uh, Charlotte in. So, well, I mean, Becky took Natty's place. So you know, Charlotte and Becky are going at it with uh, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane for the Women's Tag Team Championships. A good matchup. Um, how did this go? I believe Shayna Baszler interfered, and then we got... A roll-up victory from Oscar to Becky. So it's good to see Oscar still, you know, uh, just having Becky's number in some senses. Of course, it takes some sort of outside distraction and influence, but ultimately, Becky and uh, Oscar definitely are two very strong pillars of the women's division for their own individual reasons. Um, what was it? Kyrie looked all right. Kyrie was doing a thing. You know, it was a couple moments. I don't want to say, oh, no, she was late to certain moves or certain spots. But I will say this. Kyrie does not strike very hard. The good thing about Kyrie, though, is when she does get a good strike in, she actually kills that shit. Like, she she will hit someone as hard as she possibly can. And it's so adorable. You know, seeing her get some forms of her offense off, it's hilarious. So, um, I can appreciate it. You know, uh, you know the great forms of the offense that uh, Kyrie takes at times. Uh, every, everyone, all four women in that match got some very, very, very powerful strikes in, and that that was cool. You know, seeing both of them have their moments, it was uh, utterly hilarious. Just, just, and I mean, in a good way. Like, it's not funny. Like, oh no, these women don't know what they're doing. They're in there botching all of their moves. Nah. It was some spots where they were moving slow, but then they picked it up automatically. And that, that there, 
look, I can look beyond any moment before that as soon as they start picking up the pace because it's like, okay, we're all on the same accord now. So all four of those women went really, really good. Like, they, they were really good in there. I, I appreciated that match. Shayna Baszler and the Fizz, we get a quick jumping from barely out of nowhere. And, you know, perhaps this is a part of the source of my razzling or my razzlement. But, um, yeah, I'm not liking the way Bailey's getting treated, man. I mean, it's good to have Bailey in there. And, I mean, clearly Baszler didn't want no static after the match was over with. So it's like, oh, you were just coming out here to mess with the match. But you ain't really trying to scrap. Now, look, y'all know how I feel about the Queen of Spades, all right? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the, the aggressive bully type, you know? And it's like, the, 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 the cute factor is there. You know, but whatever, whatever. You just, just, just let's keep it. Uh, what, what, what? Let's not be, let's not be so silly for the whole time. But um, yeah, you know, she went in, you know, interfered briefly. You know, just took up some, some, you know, distraction time. Becky definitely wanted a piece, says the storyline. And uh, yeah, Basil wasn't with it. Jumped up to the apron. Uh, Bailey comes in, takes a huge clothesline after pulling Baszler down from the apron. So it's like, these are good moments, you know, but really, really. But at the end of the day, outside of storyline, just as far as how everyone is supposed to look, I think this is really just, uh, what, putting the fuel to the fire of this new heel turn, Bailey. I'm not going to give up on it. I'm not going to call it a complete wash at all. I think that, um, I think, you know, when Bailey turns up, everybody needs to get out of the way and that's that's just from looking at her energy when she's out there doing her thing on camera so it's it's so it's already what's up and then we don't want to make nxt look weak we have to make them look uh like formidable opponents all three of these uh women superstars have their matchup coming up at survivor series a week from sunday streaming live on the ww network so this was a good way to build it we still got another week i guess to you know really make this happen another week or two another week because well, I mean, running over the wrong smack. Now, what is this? Is this what is this wild card shit? I'm I'm not about to sit here and get mad at continuity and stuff, but I am saying though, you know, like I am literally saying though. Give me a moment. But um, anyway, part of that, God. Got the authorities trying to go and get some nasties, but um, yeah, all in all, good stuff. Um, good opening match, great promo from Becky, you know, and uh, you know, what team PCB, team T time, you know, I mean, it's still they're, they're, they're rivals, you know, that's just that's just the way to call it, you know, you can't can't call it no other way. Charlotte and Becky are definitely rivals. Bailey, Bailey and Sasha are besties. I really don't want to see them go back into the rivalry thing just, just to keep that other element of it in. You know what I mean? Like, like we still got this horsewoman versus horsewoman thing going. And right now, just the way it looks, and I like uh, what uh, Duke and Shafir, I like them both. You know, they both have their own unique uh, look and feel to them. They have the great energy. But right now, full horsewoman's whooping ass. They're they going to have to depend on Ronda and... Um, and what's it, uh, Baser? And honestly, I think Shayna right now is a little bit higher on the pecking order than Ronda. Just off, you know, tenure with the company, tenure with the championship, the records held. You know, so whatever. We can sit here all day about this. Let's move on into the next segment. 
Seen Kara taking on Drew McIntyre. Now we've we've decided apparently to move on from the Andrade rivalry, along with Carolina or Carolina. Uh, we heard Vic Joe call it correctly. Thank you WWE for listening. Even take the small ones how you can get them. But um, yeah, we got a. Uh, we had uh, Sin Cara going in there with Drew McIntyre, and boy, oh boy, I always notice when a superstar isn't around for a while on television, or if they're not necessarily like, you know, uh, showcased too much, what happens is they come back out and they're like super hungry. I saw this with Nakamura for a second, and I mean, he's great. He's still going strong, but it's just being more vicious. I saw this with Bobby Roode for a while, you know, and just last night, we saw that with Drew. And it's crazy because we actually do have Drew on WWE TV more recently coming back from the injury, but you can see that he's hungry and he gives a fuck about what he's doing. And that shit there, I don't give a damn what is trying to be conveyed. Drew McIntyre is the inspiration for that reason and that reason alone. He comes with that damn fire he has the passion you can feel it through the screen oh it's captivating shouts to you Drew. shouts to you bro like real rap real rap real rap but no good shit um he went in there with scene car scene car had some good offense some people are trying to look at scene car like some sort of like jobber or whatever and i'm like man i'm not even if they want to make sure he has some sort of offense, let the man have some sort of offense. He's a WWE superstar. We can't just be treating him like he's a random visitor or some sort of un locale. You know, like, he does have some sort of skill. He can't move about. He is, I mean, I would love to see him in the gym a little more, but that's just me armchair quarterbacking. You know, but either way, he had, he had good stuff. I mean, it was a good match. But... That power bomb outside, I, I would really say it was that headbutt. I think he did like some kind of springboard off of the rope uh, back into the ring, or he, while he was in the ring, he did a springboard off the second rope, and Drew hit him with the Glasgow kiss. Middle of the ring, headbutt from midair. God damn, do you see how Drew is just a different type of animal? And I've been saying this since he came out, or came back that, you know, with Drew, with Dolph and stuff. But either way, like, good lord. Man, that, that headbutt was really one of the parts that started shifting the match. Or at least, this is when Sin Cara was, you know, swinging with the emergency brakes. Or, you know, whatever. Like, he had, he was in emergency mode trying to fight after that. And it, it, it was a little something, but it was nowhere near enough because that powerbomb. Man, that powerbomb. What was it? Did Drew catch him or something like that? Like, Sin Cara was sitting on top of Drew's head. They tried to fix it. Now, Drew could have brought him down to his shoulders a little more comfortably, but he chose not to and powerbombed him from the top of his head outside on the mat. The impact on it, the bounce Sin Cara had. Look, I'm not even, I wasn't even going to go here, but shit. Earlier in that day, I read, and I don't really follow the dirt sheets, but I've read Scene Cara Axler's release from the company. Like, goddamn, was the power bomb that serious, Scene Cara? I mean, it looked serious, but hey, I, I can't tell you what, I, what, what to do with what you want to do with the company. I mean, just got back. I don't, I don't want to say I can't see a future. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not in charge of how booking happens. 
You know what I mean? I can try to have my small input here and there, but as far as stringing together a couple of victories and going on a championship run and selling merch and being able to sell the match and such like that, I mean, Carolina's hot behind the mask, so this might be another thing. Maybe a trade to SmackDown, him and Carolina, you know, like future trade things with Alexa and Nikki Cross. And shouts to Alexa. We, we heard she's coming back soon, but we hope she get back faster than that. Anyway, uh, but that is enough on that. But, um, yeah, maybe he run over there to SmackDown with her and, uh, you know, they can, you know, try to string together some wins over there. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe he can run with the Lucha House Party again. I know him and Kalisto aren't all that great. But in storyline, Lucha House Party was rocking with each other right before the draft and the brand splits and all that stuff before the Fox move and such. So they got cool again. Maybe seen Carter join the Lucha House Party. Maybe not. Five-person crew with Carolina. I mean, this is just me throwing spaghetti at the wall, tossing rice at the ceiling. See if uh, see if we get anything out of it. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if he wants to, if he wants his release from the company, even though he definitely is a character that I I respect. I think he's all right. You know what I mean? Like, he may not be like the most popular WWE superstar, but I mean, the Lucha Dragons was one of the first tag teams I remember next to the New Day. <laughs> I mean, when I first started watching again. So I mean, hey, whatever though, right? Um, Drew McIntyre literally did a powerbomb Picked up a whole victory Threw him back in the ring He knew it was a wrap Hit that Claymore Claymore was good He, he put the boot on it first Usually he's I believe he's already like Pretty much airborne And then he gets the kick and the slap But the impact sound And it's great But this time He had the boot on it quick And he was barely in the air Off his little jump leg It was, it was good stuff though It looked very devastating like that claymore man it's 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 it has just the elements of a very good move it doesn't hurt what well, i mean you know outside store that doesn't hurt but it looks like it hurts and then it actually it, it just has that it's that it, it has magic to it it's something magical about the claymore so with that shouts to drew shouts to seeing cara great matchup between the two wasn't long i'm not i'm not upset about it and um yeah let's move on into the next one um, apparently Eric Rowan has some new form of pet in a cage and, um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Talking Smack a long time ago when he came on there with like a bunch of balloons and a weird mask and such like that. I think Ro like, they're literally just, just, just trying to throw ideas at Rowan and I... I'm not opposed to it. It says that Rowan can play a character, you know? I don't know if he, uh, damn. I don't know if he can do a southern accent. But I'm saying, like, I think that, you know, them trying to have something for him to do. The people in Manchester, at least the way it seems, and we'll get into that later on, but um, it seems like... The people did like him. They did want to respond to him, but I don't know. That's a huge throw up. I'm not. I'm not sure. So we'll just uh, allow things to, you know, continue to develop. I was hoping he was going to show us what the hell was in that cage. 
just because it's like, oh, he's talking to it like it's a baby. Oh, this is this is almost cringe, but we want to believe in Roman. And I like the fact that WWE are trying to use some of their some of their superstars. You know, like I think, like, all right, when I was looking at that, I felt like, okay, you know what? Let's get some more impactful weirdos on the show like this, and maybe this can be some things that bring intrigue back to the product. Now, this is delicate. So I don't want to say we just pulled a whole trigger on it. But maybe every two weeks we add a new random ass character to the fray. You know, a superstar that isn't being utilized but has been really stepping up or showing or maybe backstage in creative or guerrilla position. All those guys that it really help bring us to show each and every week. You know, somebody that they deem uh, worthy or like worthy of an opportunity. You know, like, I don't know, but this is just the small ideas I had while watching the pre-taped edition. So it's like, all right, whatever. Either way, um, what is this? A 24-7 handicap match, two-on-one. The Singh brothers taking on our truth. I believe that this is deliberately uh, scripted to annoy people. I think it's booked to annoy I have no problem with R-Truth. I have no problem with the Singh brothers. I think R-Truth was given the opportunity to really go back in there and show everybody that he's still capable of scrapping. So that was good stuff. The Singh brothers, we know they got the spark. We know they got the comedy. The Bollywood action thing, like lights, camera, Bollywood action. Like that shit is cool how they say it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's all good stuff. So I think we'll just leave it there. Then they decided to leave the ring and all the shenanigans start, they get backstage, the truth is still chasing them around backstage, get in the room, hit the lights, here goes Rowan, Rowan destroys the Singh brothers, and then truth comes in, now, I would say truth could have definitely been a little bit quicker with it, but I know that everyone is on uh, certain time constraints, and the complete opposite of that when it comes to these segments, so you don't want to do anything too fast, but my head, R-True could have went in there, oh, all right, later, Rowan, I see you got this, and then just go ahead, did he go for the 24-7 championship, no, uh, Sting Brothers still remain champs, uh, Rowan kicked their ass, I believe he turned the light off, and then we moved on into the next segment, which was a good way to comically end that, because that shit was halfway cringy for about 50% of it, but, fine, good stuff, you know, like, it, it kept people engaged and I was still, I was looking at the TV, you know, like I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to move over to my phone now because, and wait for the next one because this is boring now. I wasn't thinking like that. Thought it was pretty cool. It was okay. I mean, it could be better, but it doesn't everything, everything could use progress. So whatever. Good stuff. We'll take it. And let's move on in the next week and see how all of this continues to unfold with uh, Rowan and his uh, his little what his little parakeet. What is this? What is it? Mercy the buzzard in there? You know, like what, what what's happening? Whatever. I'm 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 done with that. Next segment, please. All right. Seth freaking burn it down, Rollins. Out to the ring. Crowd responded well. They like him still out there in the UK. I still think Seth Rollins is cool. He just has that 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 feel to him, that air to him. I mean, sometimes he can get a little bit of the corny, but that's completely outside of storyline off of TV, and it's still a learning process. I think a lot of that stems from 
his CrossFit Jesusness. He knows he's great, so he's going to make sure everyone knows that he's great also. But it's just a way to convey that and receive the proper reception, if you will. But whatever. Either way, Seth came out, talked the shit. He repping for Raw. I was kind of hoping for a trip over to NXT for the Kingslayer, Beastslayer, you know what I'm saying, the architect. But it's fine. He's jumping for Raw. He's the captain of the Survivor Series team. It's only right that happens. I'm not going to throw out the... the I'm, I'm not going to just toss the idea of the fact, you know, the faction or whatever. What is that? I was just running over the Raw. I'm not Raw. Running over the NXT. But, I mean, there are already enough stars over there. And Raw definitely can use them. So, my man Seth Rollins, Monday Night Rollins, decided to call out anybody who holds an open challenge. And this brings out... Now, hold on. Let me make sure I got these guys' names right. Because there's a lot of respect from this place for them. What is this? Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolf, Marcel Bartel, and Walter. That's right. Imperium. Brings these three out. Now they jumped in on SmackDown. We know that uh, they beat up Heavy Machinery. Seth definitely gave away a quick spoiler to the Manchester crowd for the SmackDown show. Just like New Day with the tag championship belts. I mean, maybe it was different in the building. But, I mean, if you watch, then you can totally see the TV magic. And it's like, oh, wow. But whatever. Um, We had a... I had Seth Rollins provide the open challenge. This brings out Imperium. And we got Walter, the United... Excuse me, NXT, United Kingdom champion. Which is pretty much the only... Uh, you know, well, I want to say the only belt they have or whatever. So happy. But just, you know, it's their champion. And he looks it. He's He's got a different type of energy to him. I've always thought Walter was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's... um, Like, I can... I can trust the picks that the people backstage make because we got guys like Walter, you know, and and the, and the rest of them, Eichner and uh, Bartel and Wolf. Shouts to Alexander Wolf being uh, utilized on television. I thought it was hilarious that he took the pin after a whole bunch of craziness had to ensue. Seth, I believe, was getting ready to pick up the victory on Walter after a pretty hard-fought match, but this guy beat Strowman. He beat... Brock Lesnar. He's beating Triple H, which is like, come on. And yeah, I mean, he he could scrap with the best of them. So he's about to win against the NXT UK champion. Of course, outside of storyline, we can't be having these guys looking weak, man. Of course, especially with Survivor Series coming, looming. So um, it was okay for Imperium to jump in. Saw that happening. And um, we had, what was it? We had the Street Profits come down after they all begin, after uh, Imperium began to, you know, outnumber Seth. But the Street Profits couldn't even keep up. So then out comes Kevin Owens to probably the biggest reception of the night. They love him out there in the UK. They were very, very loud. I'm happy to see KO get that type of love and respect, man. I like that. I thought, uh, and then he really knows how to feed off of it. Like, KO is another one that just knows what to do. And you can tell he's experienced. Like, it's certain things that aren't 
there are scripted to be done, but KO knows exactly how to just push the line enough to say, yeah, this is this is enhancing it. This isn't KO going into into what in the business for himself. This is KO enhancing the product for what it was. You know, so very cool stuff. I enjoyed uh, KO coming out. Now, that's all outside of storyline. Inside of storyline, I don't trust this motherfucker as far as I can know. I think KO is clearly going to turn on everybody. And it's not because he's already turned on everybody. It's just because of the devastation that has taken place when he has turned on everybody. I think that KO has gotten above a lot of other superstars. You know, when it comes to just his intensity that he brings to the ring, I really really like the the fight gimmick you know he's been able to have just so many different versions of himself you know and he showed us that and it's just like wow you know like i was kind of a Sami Zayn guy initially and then he got turned on so many times by ko and ko really just it's something different about him man so shouts to you kevin owens stun stun fight fight go ahead bro but um yeah it was it was cool. Then we turned into what eight man tag, four and four, and um, who was it? Oh, we had a whole bunch of craziness, but we got the great stunner at the end. It was, it was, it was all good stuff, man. Good enough. Rollins picks up the stomp and the pin on Alexander Wolf, which was kind of hilarious. Like, goddamn, Vince, you can't just, you, you can't just let it be a DQ. Couldn't let this one be a DQ, huh? I mean, I guess we did enough of that throughout the night. No, maybe, whatever. Either way, it was um, it's cool stuff. So good fun for, good match for everybody included, and um, yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, let's, uh, the street profits are out there. They did their thing. You see the hops that Montez got on that flip, bruh. The out the front flip tope to the outside, bruh. He almost landed through the announce table. That shit was awesome. It was a great catch by everyone. We got the got a good well, we got a good uh, the stun and then the stomp. All great stuff. It was excellent sequence. Just, just good stuff. Um, it was a lot of good in ring last night. A lot of snap with certain moves, like back in the Andrade scene, Cara match, and such like that. But um, oh no, like I said, let's just uh, keep pushing to the next segment. I said Andrade and scene Cara. Pardon me. It was Andrade taking on Cedric Alexander. It was good, good impact from Drew and scene Cara. But it was a great snap. On DDT to Cedric Alexander, the Hamlock DDT, uh, Andrade was able to pick up the victory. He had a little bit of an interference from Zelina Vega. I'm sitting here like, how's La Muñeca gonna interfere tonight with those goddamn pumps on? Like, how's she gonna do it? It was something like something easy. She had on her little Power Rangers outfit, looking like Ricochet, and um, I mean, not a bad thing. She looks great. I'm not gonna sit here at all and disrespect Zelina Vega. Or try to, you know, uh, speak on her like she's a piece of meat. Because I have a great deal of respect for Alistair Black, who we'll get into right after this. So, we had Al- we had uh, Andrade taking on Cedric. Both of them went at it, had a cool little match. Um, they both can keep up with each other. They work very well together. I'll say that. And that's really all I'll say on it, because the rest of it is just like, well... Uh, are these superstars going in any directions or is this just a match to fill up space on a three-hour show you know like i'm not i'm not upset i wasn't opposed to any of it you know it was a cool match that just kept the show going kept things flowing uh it kept 
Andrade looking strong moving forward. He has some good momentum on his side. And as far as Cedric goes, well, I can't tell you what Cedric needs. Cedric has to tell you what Cedric needs to be able to, uh, you know, I don't want to say get back into good graces because he is good in TV time and he's not being made to like a complete jackass taking just losses for no reason and, you know, quick losses at that way. He's not strong. No, both of these guys looked great. They had great moments. Like It was a good match. Both guys were very crisp with their moves. And right now, I think that's all that really matters. If we are to follow a Cedric Alexander, then guess what? Win or lose, bruh. I just need to make sure that all of your moves are done just like that and then we'll continue to expand from there so with all of that good match it was it was uh it was a it was a it was a class you know what i mean it was a class of people to uh you know the, the guys backstage that maybe aren't as crisp in the ring to pay attention and take notes from because now you'll you see what it takes to be able to keep a level of intrigue in the wwe universe because even though i knew this match was somewhat inconsequential both of these superstars were definitely throwing throwing hands and making it interesting so good stuff and um i believe we got an alistair black promo we ain't gonna forget about this alistair black been talking in riddles and blah 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 and now he wants to talk about secrets because he thinks that's what's gonna tie everything together and ah da da and now he wants to have this person pick a fight. So then you think, okay, what superstar right now has the whole secret gimmick? Buddy Murphy is the best kept secret. How would Buddy Murphy tie all this bullshit together? I'm not sure, but Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black, I would not be opposed to seeing a match like that on WWE TV. Buddy Murphy is, and I mean, I could be completely wrong on this. I don't know. I could be 100% inaccurate, just all the way off the base. But if those two were to go at it, I would enjoy it I, because uh, Buddy Murphy wouldn't be made to look like a jobber. Alistair Black would be able to show all of the elements of what I look for in a, you know, in a sports entertainment bout, I guess. But um, I mean, we don't really want him to look, make Alistair look weak. But at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe he can have a good one and the fans will like it. You know, you never know. I'm not like I'm not against the idea of those two going at it, but I'm also not going to say, oh, I want to see it, I want to see it, I want to see it. So um, maybe, just maybe, these guys, since they're going that direction, they're running out of things to do with Alistair Black. I'm noticing some in some uh, parts of the WWE universe as I'm, you know, moving around through these shadows, casted by all of these opinions. Uh, they're not, like, they're wondering, like, okay, bro, you're going to keep on sitting in this dark room and and then what are you doing? You know, like, what's happening? Where's the storyline? I think it's a cool gimmick. Now, if you want something more, you head on the management and you ask them for something more. If you're good with what you're doing, then continue walking down that lane. Um, What is it? The pick a fight with me thing. It's a little crunchy. Pick a fight. Like, all right, bro. We know. Uh, and, and, and that reminds me just a little random we love you jerry the king lawler you are excellent on commentary you've been doing much better than everybody was assuming you would do when we first heard it and i'm not saying that with any form of disrespect at all i'm saying no you heard finicky you ran that shit into the ground i stopped hearing it after it got annoying but it was like good god how many times are you gonna say it i heard that shit back in the early 90s 
and it would annoy me every time I heard it then. You only need it one time. That's one of those words. You only need to really need to hear once. All right, the crowd is a little finicky towards Seth. Finicky, I like that. And in every goddamn segment, at least once or twice, it's finicky, finicky, finicky. Like, all right, King. But in, in, it's a good look to have that shit shut down when it did get shut down because it could have definitely went on to be like an all-night joke. And it, luckily, it wasn't. So that's it. That's that as far as um, that segment goes. But, yeah, uh, Alice the Black, I think he's... um. I think he's in a good space right now. If he goes at it with Buddy Murphy, I would love to see that. But I don't book the product. We're going to see who he was talking about. Or we'll see if that person even has the goddamn grapefruits to pull up to the door, knock, and pick a fight. We'll find out. Let's get into the next segment. All right. Lana claimed to be pregnant with Rusev's child. Turns out she's not really pregnant. Bobby Lashley uh, and Lana beat up Rusev. The end. Rowan in action next, taking on hmm, Son and Durson, some shit. Whoever that guy is. On Locale. Um, got beat up. My man Rowan went in there, kicked his ass, picked up the three, and that was how it went. Had his little birdie with him. Vic Joe was too scared to go and um, find out what was underneath the little cage thing or what was inside. Whatever, bro. I'm not even. I'm. I'm not even doing it. I, I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm just not. It was. It was all right stuff. You know. Um. I, you know, giving giving Rowan a a local to beat up. You know, or an enhancement talent to work with. You know, it says one or two things. It says, okay, we don't have anything for you, but we would like for you to be broadcasted more often on the show. Or it says, um, yeah, we're not going to have anything for you. But because they have this, uh, we don't have anything for you and we're not going to in a while. But we do want the people to remember who you are in like two, three weeks. But um, because he has this little little baby pet thing, whatever that he's taking care of, apparently we're going to get to see, like, I mean, my prediction, just because I'm a dickhead like that, I'm going to just call it, I'm going to say it's Mercy the Buzzard, (laughs) you know, like, why not, come on, bros, sorry, man, like, what are you, nasties on the road, swear, they out here, man, but anyway, Oh, man, so Ron picked up the victory there. Not bad. I believe we're in the main event segment next up, but we'll find out. Nope. The Royal Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, took on... What's this guy's name? I'm, I'm not against these guys. What is it? Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Okay. Um... <laughs> it was what it was. They had a cool match, pretty average. We know that uh, these guys have both uh, been broadcasted on, what was it? They, they were on 205 Live at a time or two. NXT UK guys, apparently they've gotten a very cool reception from the UK crowd. And, I mean, they're definitely talented. Like, they're capable. So, I like them for the most part. I'm not really... 
you know, huge on them because they're not over here in the States with us. I don't want to be biased or anything, but I'm sure, actually, I'm not, I'm more than sure that they can handle themselves from the in-ring perspective. So time will continue to progress and we'll continue to see more out of them, I'm sure, as, I mean, on an NXT UK product. And, I mean, it was just a good way to have those guys come through. What was it? Oh, this is the attempt at an NXT takeover on Raw. Like, man, I'm... I'm not against it, you know, but it's like we, I mean, I know it's a build to Survivor Series. Are we even going to see these guys in Survivor Series? I'm, I'm, I want to know. Like, if we're not going to see them in Survivor Series, then let's, let's just build the superstars that are going to be there. I mean, I'm not, I don't tell what to do. I don't book the product. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it was good to see them. And I mean, what, these guys were former tag team champions, so to throw them in there with some, with some champions in the moment, it's like, I'm, it's good, you know, so it's not bad stuff, you know, it's just like, well, you know, other superstars are complaining, I don't book, I don't, I don't heighten or lower morale, <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm not in charge of it, I'm just saying, the people, maybe it's the people complaining, maybe it's just barely not getting the respect she's earned, but, um, I told you guys, I'm a little razzled. So, um, whatever. Either way, it was good stuff. The Viking Raiders picked up the victory with that big toss. The people loved how high they got through in the air for that, into the little power bomb, power slam position, power slam. But, um, yeah, it was good stuff. So, all in all, Viking Raiders win again. Man, these guys are on a tear right now. They're really, really making the tag division look like they need to step their game up. So, good stuff to Eric and Navar for going in there. These guys just... They're a complete package. They've got it all. So we're just going to wait and see. Maybe this is me being biased. <laughs> you know, like, who is these UK superstars taking up my Raw Superstars TV time? But, I mean, I guess it's really in the good name of competition, right? Like, I think that's really what it is. So pardon me. But, no, I'm glad the Raiders were able to get these guys up off TV real fast. And like, look at this. We got we got other superstars that could have took a whole L, but they on the. But I mean, maybe it wouldn't have meant as much. So it was good. I guess it was good to have them, you know, have them go in there and you know just you know show off what they could do in some senses. And they got the video package and such like that to hype them up. So good stuff. Whatever though. Let's move on into the next segment. All right. So I didn't get to see this match, but. Apparently, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Umberto Carrillo were able to pick up the victory in a six-man tag team match against the OC U.S. champion AJ Styles. Uh, what is it? Um, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Yeah, good stuff. Had a good match, I guess. You know, um, it's it's an alright build. I'm not opposed to the build. I mean, it kept everyone, you know, busy in some senses. Everyone was able to, you know, just do their thing. I'm, like, they, I'm glad they on TV. I'm glad Umberto is uh, going in certain directions instead of just being paired with the same things each and every week. Like, last week he's with the Street Profits. This week he's with Ricochet and Randy Orton. And Ricochet and Randy, are they, they seem to be having a little bit of a budding rivalry. So, um... We'll see how that how that continues to uh, develop throughout the weeks. Either way, uh, good stuff, a good raw for the most part. You know, it uh, it flowed by up into the main event for me. 
I mean, it was a UK show, and shouts to the United Kingdom crowd, you know, but it ain't nothing better than uh, than the United States crowds, in my opinion. Um, that was what I was thinking about early with that Bobby Lashley, Lana Rusev segment, which I'm not really going to get into, but listen to your fans. You want to listen to your fans so bad? Listen to your fans. I'm not even going to get into crowd sweetening and nothing like that. This ain't the first time I've heard the crowd, uh, you know, go through, uh, well, you know, get muted or whatever. So have you, I don't really care about that stuff. I'm not in charge of it. So, you know, we want to make the best television product possible. We don't want to draw eyes to the product for the wrong reason. So I 100% get it like a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm also 100% aware that the WWE universe, though finicky at times, though very fickle at times, they do have an idea of what they want and what they don't want to see. Now, it could seem very, very comical and entertaining to some people to have these, you know, sorts of lifestyles portrayed on WWE television. But at the end of the day, if people are all going through this in one way or another in their own lives, they definitely don't want that showcased. Even if they think they have something in common with it, they probably do a lot of them. And they don't need that, you know, like that that's not a form of entertainment for them. It's just what it looks like to me. It's what it sounds like clearly because no matter how hard they tried, they wasn't getting that crowd. They wasn't getting all them booze out of there. But what we will say, what we will say, Lana was able to talk her way through all of that shit. Good Lord. I thought she was going to get caught up. Man, it's like, man, you know, she should have just probably kept the, the English accent the whole time because she was, she was just fine. It's moments where her scratchy voice can get comically annoying or comically irritating. I'll say that. But, um, yeah, it was all in all, it was a good segment. It did look a little cheesy when Rusev and Lana were trying to argue in the ring, but it was comically irritating to see Lana start putting hands on him for no reason and not letting the man talk and all the rest of that, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, you did see the WWE universes, well, at least in Manchester, UK, you saw their reception to it and... I think it speaks for itself. So, shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week. I told you guys it was a little frazzled today. Pardon me for talking a little bit extra. Um, but all in all, we will catch you guys for SmackDown Live. Or excuse me, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Peace.